What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Multi Goodness. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tooten. Again, sitting across the screen from the ever so awesome Kyle Banky, who I just found out today is now Kyle Banky, the ever so lazy because he doesn't even cut his own lawn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not lawn. Today, Kyle? I'm, I'm I'm doing good. It's not the lawn. It's the okay. It's I'm giving the other you a lot things. of crap, but he. He did just divulge to me right before the episode we started recording that he has a lawn guy. I got a lawn so guy. When I hear lawn guy, that's where my mind goes. But yeah. hey, you know what's great when you're drinking lawn? Hmm. Or when you're cutting. When you're drinking. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. And I haven't even had beer today. But hey, beer is great. And we're going to talk about beer. Um, yeah. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on one of the socials. We have Facebook at Multi Goodness or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. And remember, you can also. Give us some auditorial corrections, which Kyle, I think we got some auditorial corrections this last week. So I'm super pumped to hear about all the things we said wrong or did wrong in this last episode. But no, we actually really appreciate that. We appreciate the feedback. We've been getting a lot of feedback here in the last few weeks, I feel like, on beers we should be trying. So um, keep those rolling in. I feel like it's it's been really awesome to see kind of as we switch over the format to like the national, local, and regional type of, you know, Georgia brews and Wisconsin brews. It kind of gives us a different... um, platform to work with there so that's super awesome so remember we got a little bit of merch on the side as well got some uh some some koozies for sure and we're gonna again eventually we'll get shirts we're just gonna keep dangling them in front of you but um we got oh, an yeah. awesome episode for you today we do it's a it's yeah. an interesting concept i think it's an interesting concept which is one that based on how you you don't even know the full story behind it but i, d- I don't but um some of it i do but we won't we won't hold the, the lack of your game of thrones knowledge above your head but we are going to be doing the red episode today the red episode I'm or ex- if you know much about the beatles yeah guy, well then they have a red album or maybe that was a white album yeah uh, whatever uh, but anyway so maybe even weezer weezer yeah. and i feel like red is a pretty common color so yeah we thought it'd be kind of cool to do um we'd been collecting beers over the months for to do on episodes and we, we were like you know what let's do something we have a few red themed beers so we're actually going to be starting today with um, kind of a, not a throwback, but a repeat of one we had here recently, mm-hmm. a, a brewery. Super pumped about this one now. Yeah, so am I. What are we drinking, Kyle? We are drinking Abita Strawberry Lager. Mm. Which, and I think what's awesome about that, too, is that it's strawberry, which is a flavor that I think we both really appreciate. Oh, yeah. And I don't think we've had it yet in beer. I'm having to unzip my beer cooler because I forgot to take it out. Mine's pretty ready, ready to roll. Shit. But um, it isn't a bottle, so I will say that. But uh, yeah, we obviously this one doesn't have red in the name, but it is a, very clearly a red beer labeling and everything. So let's go and and it has in, a uh, red fruit in it as well. Oh uh, yeah, it's a hundred percent red fruit. So oh yeah, that was a very fresh, clean. I feel like uh, not poor, but it was a very fresh, clean bottle opening. Oh yeah. So, um. So yeah, it's an it's a strawberry lager, which you know Avita does a few different ones. They I don't know if you ever had their like purple haze and some of their different things, but um, I don't know. I, I'm I, I know I've had this beer in the past, maybe once before. I don't remember what I thought of it though. So okay. this is awesome. We're gonna get to try it again. Great for summer. Yeah, and quick before we jump into the beer, what glass are you drinking out of today, Chris? Oh, I'm uh, sporting the Monday night the Slay IPA all day glass that we got when they released Lay Low here. Nice, so nice, nice. I, it's basically all about these nice summer light beers today. Kyle, this might be the first time that we are featuring all beers under five percent. Ah, wow. I know, and we didn't even plan it that way. I know. So. Um, this one rings in at 4.2%, which 
again, I think it's perfect. This is a, this is a summer seasonal for them. So we're drinking it, um, at the very time of year we're supposed to, mm-hmm. and it's getting hot outside. So, or at least here in Georgia, it is. Yeah, so. it is. What you see in the glass though? Uh, quick, I'm Other drinking out of, I'm drinking out of, uh, my goose on main tavern and grill Ooh. glass. This is a staple back ask. in my, uh, in, in Stevens point, Wisconsin. Uh, great, great, uh, Shameless craft plug. beer, uh, bar that a lot of the, you know, hipster kids go to that also has food. Really cool place. We're at Goose. I remember you were telling me about this once before, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'll um, there sometime. It, it's a, it's a really light straw color. Um. Yeah. Really nice head retention, too. Yeah, really good head retention on mine. And I feel like we got, I think you picked these up, actually. We I picked did. these up at Total Wine, and you made sure to get some fresh bottles, I believe. Was the date on there? Yes, it is. Um, best buy be 12, 11, 20. Okay. So Wait. there we go. It's either 12 or 8. I can't tell. Mine's got a little. Mine's it's actually eight. wearing off. I wasn't going to say anything, yeah. but it's okay. Um, but yeah, this this type of beer, I think they typically, like I said, so two reasons I think that is not a lot of beers. I know they say it's good for about a year. This one, they legit brew this thing in the spring early spring typically mm-hmm. in releases so um the, this one i can tell just on the aroma has fresh strawberries it does there's no you bean, can, you can no bean smell around it. it on that one yeah oh yeah you can and you can always smell i feel like the real strawberry versus the fake kind of strawberry flavor just by um which they say is juicy ripe louisiana strawberries mm. um you can always... it has like an herbalness to it as well it's not completely sweet yeah yeah, mm-hmm. you you do get a uh yeah, like you said, like almost kind of like an earthy, fruity kind of you know smell to oh, yeah. it a little bit, which I like. There's, but there's a lot of there's a little bit of malt, which I feel it comes from that the strawberry kind of works well with that. So yeah, I was gonna say there's like a nice like malty kind of structure to the smell as well. Sounds well, there's weird. There's gotta be malty goodness, malty goodness. I know, right? Uh, you know, yeah, it's. Mm, give them that good sniff. The one thing I'm surprised to not see is any really type of red hint or tint. tint. Man, I cannot speak today. So, um, yeah. yeah, the red tint I'm not really getting, which I'm, which is unfortunate given that this is the red episode. It is, yeah. And I think we we when we talked about this episode, we talked about the fact that it could be, you know, red branding, mm-hmm. red style, sure. or have some form of red thing in it. Very true. So it definitely has two of those for sure. Yeah um because it's got the strawberry and it's very red branding so um they they changed the branding on this one a, a few years ago just i remember when they kind of switched over they make another one they do the they've done another version of this beer which is not strawberry something else that i don't remember um as kyle's pulling up I i'm, really I'm looking it that. up yeah they do by the way they do straw gator which is really interesting to me which is the um it's the same beer we had a few weeks ago as the indicator yep but with strawberry so that's kind of a cool nice. take i actually was gonna it was right after we recorded that episode that i actually saw that out in the wild so um i'm gonna go ahead and dig in while you're kind of looking in the background because i want oh, hard lemonade mm. too mm. yeah they got a lot of stuff on here um on their oh, website yeah. as well oh and i've had office party before as well yeah, they, they do a good job of lifting. They use bright colors, which I wouldn't, you know, we didn't really look at the website a whole lot other than looking at the Andigator website last time, but you're right there. I love their, they use the Mardi Gras colors and they definitely go crazy with the color. But yeah, um, Kyle, go ahead and take a sip because what I'm going to do I is did. kind but of brief give me talk your thoughts. a little bit about, so really good, um, which is for a lager, really crisp, really clean. 
it, it tastes fresh. Um, I feel like that's the reason why if you don't drink this by August of this year, mm-hmm. um, and that's why they're, you're going to start losing some of that, that strawberry flavor eventually maybe start getting a little sour on you. So, yeah. Uh, it's got this, like it, the thing that my brain instantly rushes to is a little memory from when I was a kid. My mom used to make us strawberry whipped cream pancakes, mm-hmm. um, when I was younger and it's that like frozen strawberry mix that you buy in the frozen section it's got that mm-hmm. kind of like sugary strawberry kind of like syrup kind of to it and yeah. I, I get a little hint of that too like a nice little like sweet strawberry kiss on True. the end of the beer i have to go back in because i was gonna i was definitely getting a flavor which i was waiting for you to elaborate on it more we didn't necessarily but you said it which was the whipped cream aspect mm-hmm. interestingly enough and i don't recall getting that last time i tried this beer there's almost like a strawberry and cream type of vibe yeah especially um, with I, how light it is yeah with it it's it's light but there's a lot of like body there um which could be carbonation they actually do some they do they give you some good stats on here it does look mm-hmm. like they use a german lager yeast um the malt bill is pilsner and wheat so definitely the wheat i feel like for me is probably what gives it a little bit of that like stronger body but the pilsner kind of gives it overall is going to be the flavor um yeah hops tradition that that's the type of hop to use tradition i've never seen that before so yeah i've not seen that either um that's really interesting yeah and i like that they put nutrition facts on there in a in a less uh bold font but you can still click on it if you'd like to i'm not going to yeah um which bless your heart Michelle Obama <laughs> loved her, but I hate the fact that you're right. You're, they're required. Like, don't actually calories is only 128. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Wow, that's actually really light because I mean it is 4.2, and typically the higher ABV, blah blah, blah more sugar, more calories. But 128. I mean, when you're talking like that's lighter than most of your domestics, honestly. Mm-hmm. Not your light versions, but your yeah. Um, and it's right around the same. I think Miller Miller Lite is the highest of the domestics, and that's right around 110, yep. I believe. And so this actually is not far off of that. I'm really surprised. You could literally crush a six-pack of these and not even feel bad about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you and, might feel bad the next day. Yeah. But. You could have gut rot, too, depending on how your stomach goes with sweetness. Because mm-hmm. it is a little True. sweet. It is a little sweet. And it the, the freshness that I get on the aroma almost comes across... Um, I don't get as much of the freshness on the flavor. I will say that mm-hmm. it, it it comes across. You're right, I, and maybe it's because I'm I'm kind of being overtaken with a lot of the. I'm I'm getting some of the straw flavor though that you mm-hmm. mentioned on the aroma and color. Um, but maybe it's because I'm almost hoping they didn't have to supplement any type of strawberry flavor with artificial. Um, because while I do believe they hundred percent always use juicy ripe Louisiana strawberries, um. <laughs> This is a very mat, like large produced beer. It's distributed around the country, so I would, I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes they do have to kind of supplement depending on the seasons to make sure that they're able to get enough strawberry around. So yeah, because the thing we also didn't talk about as well is I'm pretty sure this is considered one of their year-round beers. Hmm. Well, okay. So I'm speaking from the past, then when it used to be a seasonal, because I think I've been drinking long. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. This is year-round. So, um. Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad you have that list up, by the way. Hop on. Have you ever had that series? It's a I IPA haven't. they do. That's a good beer as well. Um, it's a good IPA. It's been a while since I've had it. But uh, price point on this one, where do we remember where? 
Yeah, it was a dollar ninety nine for the the single bottles because I bought two okay. singles. But the six pack, I believe, was either nine ninety nine or yeah. ten ninety nine. But I'm pretty sure it was on the lower end. I think it was like nine ninety nine. Abita definitely benefits from having that that distribution network, mm-hmm. especially here in the southeast. And I don't want to say that they are distributed everywhere. They do you remember are they up in Wisconsin? um yeah they are um not not a ton of their stuff um like we get their amber and the purple haze and that's probably about it um on this list when i'm looking at this there's there's not a whole lot that they need to give that purple haze another chance because i tried that beer so long ago and i just remember thinking oh this is not good and i think the reason being is i i believe um raspberry flavoring even if it is real and liquid has never been one of my favorites i love raspberry as a flavor mm-hmm. but so that that purple haze for me is a little interesting also fun fact any raspberry syrup or puree will actually curdle milk over time really mm-hmm. over so time. Like, like i mean they, by over time i mean within you know five minutes that does sound like something that someone from the, the land of dairy would know well not only that but you know people get drinks at starbucks with their strawberry or raspberry syrup in it oh that's and, true and uh it, sometimes it just does uh, not go well so be aware so that actually makes sense why you knew that so i yeah and thought about that um <laughs> are you getting you know what's interesting that's kind of missing for me not that you expect it with lagers a whole lot um I'm not getting too much bitterness, which you would still expect to get a little bit. Yeah. I'm just not getting much of it, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not getting any, really. Um, Yeah, no, I'm getting – and maybe it is, like you said, this is the type of beer where I could definitely crush a six-pack, um, but I, you're right. I would be a little weary to see what happens the next morning. I, mm-hmm. When I say crush a six-pack, this is definitely a lake beer for me, a pool beer. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a little too heavy on the flavor probably for me for golf. But yeah. This would be good for like a low country boil. Yeah, or even uh, mm-hmm. shooting the hooch. Shooting the hooch. You know, tubing yeah, tubing down the chest. And it does come in cans, looks like, by the way. So that's it kind does. of super cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, six pack bottles, six pack cans, um, 19.2 can ounce cans on draft and uh, quarter barrel and half barrel as well. Lots oh, of different nice. okay. ways to get yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember um, it's cool because Avita is one of those I think of like being a national kind of brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I got a chance to mention this last time we were talking about them, but it's kind of cool when the one or two times I've been down to New Orleans to kind of see some of the different things Avita does have around town um, on tap. It's almost like what you see probably with, um, I, I hesitate saying Terrapin, but I feel like we do get some things around here that are maybe terrapin only really distributes around this area but yeah um but abita's got some cool beers down there in the new orleans area so Brandon. by the way new orleans new orleans just got hit with that they, first hurricane of the yeah. year so yeah it looks like they pulled through so stay safe yeah, out branding. there people um branding. yeah they're, they're like the kind of like i like to call them like the grenade style bottles they're the short stout kind oh, of yeah, little, tiny little bottles um they also pressed into the side of the bottle as well as abita so you know that they mm-hmm. they hit that status like we talked about when they have yeah. their own branded bottles i can't remember if it was the new belgium one the fat tire when yep. we had it but we talked about that but yeah i think when we brought it up with indicator that hey they that they're one of the breweries that has again they've got the type of money to, to be able to do that so it's kind of cool yeah and they um they traditionally do that top neck label as well the turtleneck as i like to call it the turtleneck yeah you did say that which you know that's that's an i've never realized i tried putting those types of labels on my homebrew recently and realized that putting labels like that at kind of the angle is not as easy as you think mm-hmm. so for what it's worth 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, I kind of like the the font they use for strawberry. Yeah, um, it's it's it speaks New Orleans to me. Old wrought iron kind of yep. um, weathered metal like, of some yeah, sort. Weathered motif. The thing I don't love about their bottle and the cans are the same way is I, I feel like they kind of could have gotten a little bit more creative with the um, strawberry. Just the picture of the strawberry. <laughs> it's basically. two pi- two pieces of strawberry. Yeah, but I, it did it did dawn on me recently that it was supposed to look like a strawberry um, crate, which I'm not sure mm. if you've ever seen like a wooden strawberry yep. crate. Yep. For that picking. is what this is supposed to look like. So I do really like that one. Um, and it definitely hits the red theme. I will say that. Yeah. So. I think um, I would, I would just say this. I think the cans look a little bit better than the bottles do. Um, yeah. They, they have, cause they can get that whole wrap of that um, kind of wood crate kind of feel. Whereas the bottle, you kind of lose a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's an interesting take because I, I wonder still why some breweries probably still, especially large ones, go with bottles. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wonder how much money Abia, um, New Belgium, some of these companies have tied up in contracts tied to making these bottles that have their their em- embellishment on them or whatever, yeah. the, the embossed logo. And so I'm wondering if that's just something they're still doing it because they are contractually obligated probably with the, the manufacturer of those mm-hmm. to, to do it for so long. But I'm wondering if you are going to start seeing basically bottles disappear because bottles are kind of a thing of the past, obviously yeah. like why you have to have bottles. So, yeah. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that, um, they, they might place such large orders with being such a, you know, big thing, um, you know, distributing and a big company that they actually do probably get a decent discount on the bottles, um, to yeah, place them in sure. such a huge quantity. So, um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Scales of economy. Yeah. Um, have you ever had their root beer by chance? Have I have had? not, no. Neither have I. I've been meaning to try it. And it's not a hard root beer. It's actually just a regular root beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, Apparently, it's known as being a little bit different than a lot of the other ones because and it looks like they do cream soda. And king cake soda? Oh, that sounds fantastic. Sounds really good. Um, but so I guess they make it with Louisiana sugar cane. So, oh. yeah. I've actually, I, I've never had it. I just really would like to. Yeah. That'd be super cool. I, would, I love, I, I love that. I love root beer though, so that's that's kind of and they do sell it here in Georgia. I just I just have never thought to pick it up because typically when I'm in the beer store, I'm you're not buying root beer. I'm I'm not buying root beer. That's <laughs> what I'm going for. So yeah, um, did the mouthwash test? That's not much change for me. A little, I feel like. Yeah, it you know it just kind of gets a little bit more body on the mouth feel. I think, but it's not enough that I think it does anything. Um, it actually brings out a slight off flavor on the very back end mm, for me. Mm. It's very slight. Um, so Chris in the past, blast in the past, we did rate this um, back in 2017, which okay. is surprising because most of my check-ins, I feel like we're from 2015. Okay. 2015, 16 were my heyday on tap, but I'm getting back into it again. So in June of 17, I said, finally getting around to trying this really crisp and really refreshing. And I gave it a three and a half caps. I think the, your, your description holds up. Yeah. I'm, it's yeah i think for the time when i tried it it hadn't been around long so that's kind of cool mm-hmm. uh yeah what what are you gonna give it on rating i i i'll go with my i guess in a second um i'm stuck between it you... what mm. <laughs> said i'm putting you on the spot i'm gonna make you tell me like right Ooh. now like rapid fire uh i'm gonna say three two five three five somewhere in there i haven't quite landed <laughs> like exactly and i think um 
you know, there's there's a lot of things that I like about it, and there's some things that I don't like about it. Um, I think I would have liked to see the hop kind of play a little bit more with the strawberry, see what that actually turned out to be. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. it would be a really disgusting flavor. I don't know. Um, but I'd still like to, you know, see what that that's like. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not quite sold on the branding. Um, but, you know, overall, I think it's a really good beer. I think that it deserves its own spot in a nice pool or, um, you know, tubing. Yeah. That kind of activity in the sun. Yeah, I think I'm going to probably down my rating just a bit from the 3.5 that I put it at last time. Um, and really, I think what's happening is that I'm realizing this beer is one of those that the six-pack test, I, I know I said I could do it, and I probably could. You're right. I could I could easily drink some of these, crush them, you know, not even thinking about it, like hanging yeah. out with friends, which let's hope we can do that again soon. Um, oh, we will. But you get to hang around friends, but... The problem is I do, I keep coming back to you, right? I feel like that, that sweetness from that strawberry is eventually going to get to me a little bit and it kind of is going to give me like too much. It's going to give me a little bit of a headache or something. Yeah. Um, branding, I'm not a, I, there's some like something missing or too whimsical about a beta branding for me and too cohesive and not cohesive enough, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that one, I just, I, I'm dinging it some for sure on the branding. Um, and then color i feel like they they should have left the tin of tin of red in there yeah i think which, that that would have pushed it i think a little bit further which gives me a reason to think that maybe there's some artificial strawberry in there because of the fact that it's not there because you know how red is red's literally like that color though like you can get red on anything it'll take over yeah so, for sure um yeah no any any final thoughts other than your your rating I no like i think it's refreshing solid. i'd say cheers to a beta yeah cheers to a beta and their strawberry lager Chris, I've consulted the beer list on our website. Oh, have you now? Yeah, and I believe we have a first timer on the show. Yes, from a brewery perspective. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we're having um, we're gonna crack open Southern Brewing Company's Red and Black. Oh, I don't like the name as much, but it is definitely a red red beer. So I can get down with that. Yeah, it's a uh, Berliner (laughs) style sour ale, which I think is important that they put style on there because not a lot of places do. I mean, Uh, I guess technically none of these are true Berliner Weisses because unless you're in Germany, then which actually it doesn't even say Berliner Weiss. It just says Berliner style. Yeah. Interesting. There's so many different variations. I feel like on, on breweries do that. Like I know barley wine style ale versus barley wine like it's there's there's no like tried unless you're in germany and you got that fine heights kibbutz yeah there's no like true like laws regarding what you can and can't call things so it's really interesting you know it would be interesting to uh get maybe uh a historian or a historian on the show yeah and like talk about the history of of uh maybe styling the naming conventions the only problem with that is that it it throws a kink in my like half-assed research approach, which is <laughs> I make it sound like I know what I'm talking about when I talk about beer. And it's I, very I'm true. like, I convince myself that what I'm saying is accurate. And so, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Listeners. Maybe, I actually do know some things about beer. I just, maybe I, you know, if we had them on, we'd, we'd learn, we'd learn that day. Yeah. You know? We gonna learn today. 
Which is, hey, that's what the auditorial corrections are for, which, you know, again, we had them rolling in this week. And we I guess we'll, we'll have to bring them up in a second. Just, you know, yeah, give some shout outs there. Because like I said, even though even though sometimes it's not good stuff, it's, you know, corrections. That's what we want. we got to give the feedback where it's due. So um, yeah. Southern Brewing Company is in Athens, Georgia. Yep. They are, I don't want to call them a little brother. That sounds really bad. Because, but I think obviously Terrapin used to be the, the big boy in town mm-hmm. and then creature comforts has kind of taken now that that territory just because of the independent craft beer and obviously terrapin being owned by miller Coors. um but there's yep. a handful of good breweries great breweries in fact over in athens and mm-hmm. southern brewing is for sure one of those i've been i've seen a lot of their beers around the atlanta market here recently yeah um, i've seen this beer around in particular for the last you know year or two um it's it actually was one of the first ones i feel like it kind of it's been on the market for long enough to be almost like a pioneer in the sour industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate. It doesn't get the recognition that some of like, it's like three taverns or Orpheus, some of theirs do just because the name alone. But, um, yeah. but yeah, this one's been around for a while. So it's, it's definitely surprising. I haven't even had it yet. So yeah, well, let's go ahead and pop it. And then we can talk a little bit more about it. Let's pop it. I imagine the color, uh, there'll be some, red I'm hoping. And this is a oh, can, yeah. by the way, if you could not tell listeners, um, wow. Oh yeah. And so the, which so I was telling Kyle before we kind of started recording, oh, oh leaking a little bit as I'm pouring. Um that raspberry is an interesting flavor for me with beer because first I love raspberry, but for some reason in liquid or beer, I've just never loved the flavor. Mm-hmm. But I'm also starting to realize that there is a difference, kind of like we talked about with strawberry. There could be a difference in artificial versus real. Mm-hmm. Um and also blackberry. I've come to find out that blackberry flavor is one I really love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love, me some, uh, I love me some triple berry pie. Ooh, triple berry. Yeah. Is that like blueberry? Is that add in blueberry? Is I that think it's in? blackberry, uh, blackberry, raspberry, and I forget the third one. Boysenberry? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I love that all these different berry combinations. I there it's no matter where you go in the country, you can find some local ones. So this one is definitely red in the glass, though. Yeah, it's a it's a really sexy color, to be honest. <laughs> it is a really sexy color and it's hard to describe it's it's it, it's definitely red like yeah. you wouldn't and if i hold it up to light it looks more like a red ale almost but then just can, sitting there in kind of the shadow of my computer screen it looks definitely it's like so a, big it's like a deep <laughs> it's like a deep garnet almost you know yeah it's it's got like a little bit of uh almost like a purple tint to it as well it does actually i, I was i was hesitant to say purple because this is the red episode but um it does have a slight bit of purple which you know raspberries obviously come in both they're mostly red especially the variety we have here in georgia um blackberries are black but the juice is obviously very purple in a blackberry yeah raspberries obviously the juice is really red but when you combine them that's about the color i feel like you get on this beer so yeah um not much head retention i will say that no it disappeared real fast i think we're coming to expect from a lot of berliner style or berliner vice style beers goes as that type of thing it's pretty common i mean it's just the the, the body of the beer is, is the focus is not the the body of the beer as much you know the malt per se so uh could you could you potentially see that as well if maybe they're using syrups rather than purees as well maybe um no well so not so much syrups but real fruit versus puree but even then i don't because what fruit does the beer and 
Kyle, we've I've done a mango beer recently, so yeah. hopefully we get to I think we'll maybe get to try that one here one day coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but my experience is that the the fruit versus puree doesn't change much in terms of the you know the the head retention there because you're you're using a bunch of malt. I honestly think it's when you're using an acidulated malt, which is how they get a lot of the sour flavors in beer. Typically, you have to kettle sour it or something for like a day. Yeah. Um, you just lose some of your con your your character and your malt a little bit potentially. So, um, I teed you up on that one. I wanted you to go off a little bit with some beer, you? some well, beer I stuff it. there. I, I'm I'm getting real interested in the homebrew <laughs> perspective, and and I've been told I should make a sour beer here soon, and this would definitely be a style being a Berliner style beer that I would look at doing. Yeah. So, um, but knowing knowing what I've learned over the years about how you kind of get good head retention in beer, um it makes sense that these beers don't have a whole lot of head retention because a lot of the oils and the oil, sorry, oils actually dissipate head retention, but a lot of the, um, the proteins I'm trying to say, there we go. The proteins Protein. in your malt, the proteins in your malt. I feel like every episode we need to make sure we say that at least once. Yeah. Um, it just kind of gets, it get, it isn't in the beer as much anymore. So, um, aroma though. Ooh. Yeah. Aroma's real, real, uh, real fruity. Oh, also fruity. you get that, Excuse me, I'm already getting burpy. It's, um, but it's not it's not real fruity. It's real fruity. Yeah, it's like, it's like oh, it's it's like uh, if we mix the protein thing. If it was Arnold saying fruity, it'd mm, be like yeah, exactly. fruity. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you like doing your your impersonation of Arnold now, which is really yeah. fantastic. So I try, but I had um, a 30 gram protein drink this morning, so I was like, oh, nice protein, protein. <laughs> um. Yeah, the aroma is good. What I like, love actually about the flavor, notice I went from like love there, is I feel like you can get the blackberry and it's not just overpowering the raspberry. Yeah. Um, for me, at least, because they do have two distinctly different flavors that you wouldn't notice unless you're literally drinking them side by side or trying them side by side. Um, and raspberry typically t- takes over, I feel like, in a lot of... Uh, things i've had so mm-hmm. go ahead i saw you take a sip i want to know I'm i took kind of a curious you know i've been doing a thing the last few episodes that we've been recording at home since we have a full beer um mm-hmm. and we're not splitting them i've been going mm-hmm. all in and taking an entire mouth you kind of have to yeah. you kind of have to because giving that we record this episode and we try you know we try and keep these under an hour which hey we've been doing a well some long episodes here mm-hmm. recently but um you're right we we are doing full beers thing this time so we have to take it in yeah well anyway <laughs> man it is packed with flavor um Ooh. and like also it's four 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 point five percent alcohol i do think i forgot to mention that so yeah um i think i saw 11 ibu as well okay interesting i don't get any hop on it I'll, no. yeah, I'll be honest it's, yeah, it's on the can um yeah i don't get any any of the hop but yeah the flavor okay so I'll just describe it right up, what it tastes like. Yeah. It literally tastes like I grabbed a handful of raspberries and a handful of blackberries and just shoved them in my mouth. Yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean flavor. I mean, yes, flavor, but you know how when you taste berries, like there's obviously a few that are always not as, like overly ripe berries are the way to go because they're super sweet, super syrupy. Yeah. As you use earlier. But then there's always a few berries that just aren't as ripe. Whatever. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a little sourness that if you do that. So this tastes like I grabbed a bunch of the two berry types threw up my mouth ate it and a few were sour so it kind of adds like a little tinge to it it's not so much the sweetness aspect but like that's what it yeah. tastes like it legit tastes like actually like the real berries you can tell they use real fruits here yeah there's a um, there's a, a really 
intense fruit acidity to it as well like you like you said like you can really really taste that there is actually real fruit in here um because mm-hmm. you know there are some people who have very acidic uh fruits such as like pineapple and it starts to kind of uh either tingle or burn their tongue um that's that acidity some people are really sensitive to that this has a ton of it it does and it's a natural acidity for sure mm-hmm and that's interesting because a lot of times the Berliner Weiss style beers, you kettle sour them, you know, you kind of bring the acidity level down um, with, with, um, or microorganisms like, you know, that type of like yogurt cultures or whatever. Yep. This one almost seems like they could have literally just not even done that at all. Just brewed the beer and over the course of fermentation with as much fruit as they put in it, allowed the fruit to ferment some. Yeah. And when the fruit ferments, it ferments at a slightly sour note. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like they could have just done it naturally. This almost seems like a naturally occurring sour beer. Yeah. It's, um, I'm curious how spot on I am about that. Well, who knows? Yeah, it is. It is really good. And it hangs out in your mouth too. Um, like I can, I can still get the flavor. Like, and I'm not even, you know, I don't even have a sip in my mouth right now. Have you, I mean, it's again, I keep going back to the same metaphor as the berries. It's like, have you ever had a few, you know, a couple berries or whatever you throw them in your mouth? And again, there's one that's sour inevitably. Yep. You think you're, they're all right, but they're not. And it lingers. It, it really does linger for a while. It's like, yeah. you, you know that there are a bunch of good ones and you get the sweetness when you're eating them. But all of a sudden, like the thing that you remember about it is that sourness that it kind of just sits around. Yeah. So, uh, And I would like to point out one thing too, you know, when people put burliner on a on a can or on a label people have their own expectations as to what that means whether it's super sour or it's you know really really tart or whatever those things are i think this one Mm -hmm. nails it as far as the the what what your expectations are it's not overly sour where you can't you can barely take a sip of it but it's not like you know it's not it's perfectly soured i think as far as that sour flavor goes yeah, it's not overly. You're right. It's it's one of those that for a lot of drinkers would be too much sour mm-hmm. wise. But you're right. At the same time, for someone who's had their their share of sours, it's it's right in the right wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you remember price point on the the can on this one? Um, you picked this one I, up. Oh, that's true. I picked this one up because <laughs> I was looking for red and black. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to make sure I got one that was super fresh because I think that they brewed this back just like a month or two, a couple months ago, back yeah. in January, which seems like longer than it actually is. So whatever, but. Um, it was two ninety nine, I believe, for this single can. Okay. I do not recall. I I grabbed a single. Okay. Should have been six pack. Maybe but, like you know. I, I think the six pack was eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. Yeah. Um, which if they're using real fruits, you find that a lot of times because sour. That's it's, you know, when you use real fruits like that, it it just costs a little more to make some of these sours. So yeah. um, branding. I so I'm just gonna tell you right now. I don't love the name, but that's personally because I'm an Auburn fan. Yeah. And this is from Athens, and I know exactly what they named this beer after. Yep. If you're in Athens, Georgia, and you name it red and black, I know what you're going for. So yeah. that's nothing against the beer in terms of that. I just that I just don't love the name. But um uh I and it I don't don't take again, listeners, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the black on red here. They, yeah. they went a little too aggressively and they didn't use enough white on the can, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's got, we didn't really describe it, but it, it does just say in very big, bold letters on a red background, which is raspberries and blackberries. And it looks like Yep. kind of a faded red background with raspberries and blackberries. It says red and black and big, bold letters. Um, I do like the, the top and bottom banner they have, Yeah. Um, which says Southern Brewing at the company. 
a Southern Brewing Company at the top and a black banner. The bottom, it says Handmade in Athens, Georgia, with N is actually framed with a red state of Georgia. So I really like that. Um, it kind of gives, if you flip the can, if you kind of uh, turn the can around 180 degrees, turn I like the, the fact that it says around. it's almost like a lot of these. A lot of these breweries are doing the three-word thing or the five-word thing, like second self-started. This one at the top, they put bushels and bushels of berries. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that's ironic. You know, that's a super cool thing to say. Yep. Um, I almost wonder if all their beers have like a almost like a, a slogan of sorts. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm just, I'm personally, I'm just not a big fan of the the use of black and black, red on black or black on red without having much negative space to kind of make sure contrast between the two colors. Yeah, I. I would agree with you. I think they could have used a little, maybe like a bigger white drop shadow, which some of the text has a little bit of yep. drop shadow, but it's not, it's not a ton. Fancy. Yeah. Drop and, shadow. Um, and I really, I actually do really dig the blackberry, uh, raspberry, uh, background where it's that every, is, every yeah. other berry is, you know, one or the other. And it makes this cool tiled pattern. Um, I did overshadow that. Yes. The background is really cool. It's almost like a faded red. You know, I would have almost liked it if they would have just left it that as the main part of the can. And then where it says made in, you know, handmade in Athens, they put red and black, you know, at the bottom. I think that would have stood out a little bit more. Um, Not critiquing their work, whatever. No, well, we are critiquing. No, I know. It's, it's, I do know for a fact they use this same logo, the, the layout being the two banners up top, top and bottom. Um, this, I think this is the second iteration of this. Um, maybe actually they they might be onto a new branding now that I look at it. Cause I'm looking at untapped right now mm-hmm. and it does look like they potentially do have new branding. So we could be critiquing, unfortunately the wrong one. And actually they do have new, yeah. new branding. Um, I see that now. So, and I think that would be the third, I believe this is the second maybe iteration of this branding that I've seen. And maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, but. I mean, I am, but um, so we are critiquing, critiquing it because yeah. obviously we are con- con- consumers and obviously it is, it's a label can, not one of the saran wrap on or shrink wrap, like shrink wrap, yeah. not print on. This is one of the ones that's almost like a true crowler type label on a 12 ounce can. So yeah. um, I, I definitely love to check out Southern because I've seen this. Uh, what I was saying is they've, they've done this, this layout of logo on all their other cans and it actually usually works really well because of the color schemes they yeah. use. Um, this one, I just feel like there's a clash of the colors. That I'm not a really a big fan of. So yeah, I would agree. One thing before we get final thoughts on this beer, sure. um, I one thing I love about the branding is right at the bottom on this this side, the they have a shape which is actually like a outline of oh. their downtown or the college or whatever. Um, it's really cool. That is really cool. And yeah, oh. I, I agree like that. I always love cityscape, like city mo- uh, silhouettes and that, that actually is really awesome. Yeah. Um, good call out. Cause yeah. that actually, I'm not gonna lie that element right there, little hidden elements on beer cans raise, raise scores for me. It probably raised about a good quarter point for them on the, Ooh. on the branding. So yeah. Um, speaking of yeah, points. This, so yeah, on untapped for right now, by the way, well, go ahead and give your rating and then I'll give you mine and I'll tell you what it's getting. Um, I'm going to say, 4.0, I think it would be higher, in my opinion, just because I do like the beer um, a lot. I think it's really good. It's one of those ones that I think I could have a six-pack in the fridge and just periodically grab one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the only place that I ding it is the can, really. Okay. Um, only Fair for enough. the fact that it, it is hard to read um, a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, 
I, I ding it for a few of the same reasons. For me, it's a little too... I go back and forth here because I like the fact that they used raspberry and blackberry and they did it very in a natural way. Like mm-hmm. it's a naturally, again, a naturally occurring sour beer. So I don't want to ding it for that at all. So I'm dinging it on branding a little bit. Um, price point, <sighs> raspberries and blackberries are a little pricey. Mm-hmm. So I could see why they had to dr- that drove up price point to that 11 to 12.99 point. I, I feel like a lot of that price point is also because of just their distribution channels right now too. I feel like this beer, you'll see it definitely drop to the, to the 11 to the 1099 mark. Um, yeah. There's one big thing about this beer that I'm going to ding it on a few points that I feel like they should have done. They didn't. And that's, they should have added just a slight bit of like lactose or something, maybe even like vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have counterbalanced the sourness of the raspberry and blackberry just enough to really like elevate it from a sour perspective, still remain the same, you know, same, but you know, sour as it wouldn't raise the ABV too much. So yeah. Other than that, um, I'm going with a 3.75. Okay. So again, I like to be critical and still give decent ratings. And like I said, it, they did a solid job. I love the color. Oh, they get extra points for the color. Cause like you said, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Whiskey agrees with me tonight. He, so. do- he does. <laughs> oh, oh man, he definitely does. Um, remember, listeners, I'll just remind you we're recording from home, so of course we do get our nice, uh, yeah, our nice puppers, puppers in the background. So, um, yeah, no, uh, cheers to a great beer by Southern Brewing. I definitely would love to check them out when we finally get over to Athens. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. Okay, so Kyle, we talk a lot about the fact that we want auditorial corrections, and so I think it's time that we actually hear some of those. Yeah. So you got some stuff this week for us. We did, right? yeah. Uh, we got um, Bradley, and or maybe Brad, if he goes for short. Yeah. I don't know. Brad submitted a few auditorial corrections um, that I want to just go over because it's nice to get the messages because we ask for them all the time, so why not? <laughs> That is very true. Yeah. So Brad wrote in, um, he had a few auditorial corrections, which I dig. Um, one of which, uh, most of these are focusing on, uh, last week's episode that we released. Um, at, no, two weeks ago, two weeks two ago. Weeks sorry. Ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Hopworks, we talked a little bit about Hopworks. He, he did confirm that it is from Portland, which we did get right. Um, just pointing that out. Uh, he did say Firestone Walker, however, is not St. Louis. It is Paso Robles, California. You know, and that's a good point. I, I, for some reason, I always mistake Firestone Walker with Boulevard Mm -hmm. and Boulevard is also not truly St. Louis. They're in one of the, um, one of the suburbs right there near there. Um, man, whiskey's going to town today. Yeah, was, the pups are the pups are loud. I think there's someone going by in a Harley, so they're nice. super pumped about that. Yeah, yeah, and so I I appreciate that one actually because that that's I remember a long time ago. I remember having a beer by Firestone Walker that was actually a collaboration with Boulevard. Uh, At the time, I was confusing the fact that they were yeah. So no, I I appreciate that one. For yeah, sure. and then yeah. the final one is uh he said ESBs are are also very big in Australia and New Zealand. Check out Castle Maine. X X X X. Castle Maine. How do you spell that? Like, like the castle? word castle and then the state Maine. One word. Okay. Um, and then four X's. And then he said Prost. So, you know, I want to just give a shout out to Bradley. Thanks for reaching out. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll give him the Prost. Uh, but he wants. That's what I do. Yeah. 
No, I appreciate that. It's yeah. I just, I looked up Castlemaine um, 4X and it's a brand of Australian beer brewed in Milton, Brisbane. Okay. Brisbane, I believe Brisbane. I always say that wrong. Um, it's by Queensland, Queensland brewer, Castlemaine Perkins. So, okay. Um, that's kind of cool. I, and I definitely agree like that ESB, we, uh, we equated it a lot to being the, um, and ironically enough, it, our beer that we're going to drink here in just a few seconds is very, you know, very similar to that style. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's definitely not just an English style. It's just definitely one that I feel like the English have taken and run with and, and kind of perfected. So that's kind of cool to see that obviously they're, and that's a reminder that great, great, great. I will eventually get speaking correct today. It. Yeah. it uh, great beer is being made all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely appreciate that. And Hey, we did New Zealand. We on did. The episode at one point in time, we have not done Australia. We have not. So we'll have to do Australia here soon. So, um, yeah, we got a couple there. And so speaking of offshore corrections, we haven't done a true beer news segment yeah. in a while, I feel like. So, um, but I feel like we've got some worthy news. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff going on in, in society right now. We've got a lot of tension um, going on. But we we had the All Together beer recently mm-hmm. um, that was actually a big worldwide collaboration between a bunch of brewers. Um, but out th- through some of these, um, the social injustice that's basically come out here in the last few, or, you know, just honestly, it's humanitarian injustice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of come out in the last few weeks. Um, we've had a, a, some beer news about that and it looks like there's going to be another, um, worldwide collaboration yeah. for a beer called black is beautiful. Yeah. Um, which is going to be a 10%, which I'm super pumped about this one. Cause you know, I like the dark beers. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a 10% Imperial stout. Um, which very similar to, to the way they did it last time. Um, this one, this one is by, um, the, the brewery who originally kind of got it started was weathered souls brewing out of San Antonio, Texas, Mm -hmm. um, which I have heard of, but I had never had, I've never had a chance to feature them. So, um, but yeah, they kind of did a very similar, like where they're going to, they released the, the, the details about the beer and they basically said, Hey, we asked that, um, we're asking for anyone who participates in the, in the collaboration to, to use the same label as us. Yep. Um, obviously I need to read exactly. I don't think that it's all going to go to the exact same charity, but it's similar to what they did with all together. Um, yeah, it says donate hundred percent of the beers proceeds to local foundations that support police brutality reform and legal defenses for those who have been wronged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a super cool effort and we got a lot of Georgia breweries involved. I feel like. Yeah. Um, I had the list up here. It looks like there's eight listed, but I feel like we know of a few more. Yeah, um, we do. Similar yeah. to last time, because with all together, I feel like it was the same way. Which, by the way, they it, the the split is unfortunate. They, there's actually eleven listed on the site for George. Uh, yeah. Um, so give a quick shout out to those because I feel like they deserve it. Yeah, uh, we um, got the ones we know of. Yeah, Blue Tarp Brewing Co., uh, High Card Brewing. Orpheus Brewing, uh, Scofflaw, Second Self Beer, Sweetwater Brewery, Terrapin Beer, and the Lost Druid. Which interesting to see both Sweetwater and Terrapin. Yeah, there was some Sweetwater kind of took some flack over everything that was going on because apparently they were one of the largest brewers in Georgia and really not even put out any type of message. Mm-hmm. And so for a while they they have now, but um, Anderby is also participating. Anderby you know, is here. also yep. Um, Best End. Um, Reformation is is participating, and I saw today uh, Nick Tanner from Cherry Street mentioned yeah. that they were also going to be participating. So, um, and we know there are probably a few more. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm super pumped to try that beer. We're definitely going to do what we did last time. I'd yeah. say um, that's going to be a heavy hitters episode for sure because <laughs> yeah, for it's 10 percent sure. alcohol. Um, 
that's going to be it's going to be quite the episode. Maybe we can do a three side by side. We can pick some of these new breweries. Enderby's yeah. one I've, I've been wanting to try out of Peachtree Peachtree Corners. So. Yeah, for sure. So with that being said, though, Kyle, yeah, give you a dollar for your thoughts on this next beer we're about to drink. All right, <laughs> um, which is a terribly dad joke lead up to our final <laughs> beer, which is going to be, of course, we had to do an Irish Red Ale. Um, so I was in Florida a, f- a couple weekends ago and we talked about the fact that, you know, I, I was trying to pick up local beer wherever I go and mm-hmm. I was able to pick up this one. And this surprised me. I, I wasn't planning on bringing back more than just one or two beers, like to potentially do in the episode. And this one really surprised me. Um, yeah, it's for lack of a better way to put it. It's by a brew pub there based in the panhandle area. That is for me, which is always that like beach town or beach restaurant used to go to growing up as a kid if you ever went to the beach you would get the shirt but like yep all they have is fried food on the menu which they actually don't all only have fried food but like it's just it's nothing memorable you're just kind of like okay cool they're just obviously it's a revenue generating restaurant but mcguire's irish pub which is this uh i went to the one in destin but they're actually based out of pensacola yeah um this is their house red ale which i'm pumped about by the way i love red ales I, I literally got a single can of this, drank it one night and was like, wow, like I got, th- that's a great beer. Like that's a lot better than I even thought it was going to be. So let's go and pop this one yeah, open and get talk about it. the final red beer of the night. Oh, hold on. Wasn't doing it in front of us. There we go. There we go. Which, which by the way, is the only beer that actually has red in the style name. For True. This Remember episode. we have different criteria and this one is red in the style because the can is not red. It's the only ones we did tonight that's not red can. This one actually, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but it literally looks like a dollar bill, an Irish dollar it bill. It does. <laughs> so, hence the gym. It. it probably yeah. would have taken a really long time for everyone to get. But, <laughs> um, wow, a lot of head retention on this one. Are you getting this? Is just me? Oh, I got a, I got a good point. Okay. So, apparently, this last year, I just did a terrible job of pouring. Man, mm. the last two weeks, you've been so, having a hard time pouring. Yeah. So I did bring back a sixer of this. Um, I've been slowly sipping on it. This is my second to last one. I have one more, I believe, in the fridge. There you go. And I had a few too many beers this last weekend. I might have actually drank one, that one that over the weekend, and so yeah. I might not have another one in the fridge. So oh, I'm going to drink this one like it's my last one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I got a lot of head retention. But so a red ale, which have we done a red ale on the show yet? I don't know. Let's consult multi-goodness beer dash list mm. and see. Which, by the way, we're going to point out, we do have all our beers listed on the uh, website now. We do. While Kyle's doing that, I'll just point out that a red ale is, you know, traditionally it's going to just be, it's not truly red. It just kind of has a red tint to it from the malt that you're using, a lot of amber malts. Um, and just that perfect combination that kind of make it in light appear to be a little more red. So um, that's why I say this one's going to be very similar to an ESB. So we do this not. One, we have not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So this is our first red ale. So I'm super pumped about that. Yeah. It is. You know, when, when we say Irish red, what comes what what comes to mind when you think Irish red? There's a certain beer that I always um, think of. Crap. There's a couple, obviously. But um, what's Killian's the Killian? Yeah, Killian's. I always think it's longer than yeah. that. Killian's, and it's it's that's not the only Irish red by any means. So that's just yeah. the one that is is pretty widely distributed throughout the United States. But this beer, so it's a four point five percent alcohol again. So all of our beers were sub five tonight. Remember, whoop whoop. Um, but this one is just so malty on the aroma. It is like I just it's it's especially in the can. You get it more in the can than anything. God, it's but it smells so good. We all know that aroma we like to talk about when we go into a brewery and it smells like work. Yep, that's kind of what this one smells like. Yeah. 
Which, mm. by the way, I want to note as well, head retention on mine is gone. It was good. Wow. It is gone. So. Which mine now is like, it's like basically perfect now. And I've got a little bit of, you know, swirl it in the glass and it kind of lingers on the side. So interesting. Maybe I gave you the dud of the six pack. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Just the one um, dud in the six pack. Just the one dud. <laughs> it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the lottery. One of the, the dollar bills isn't always going to be the best, right? Yeah. So the color, by the way, as well, is like a nice, like when you hold it to the light, is, yeah. a, is a nice, like orangey red, like sunset red. For sure. It's one of those beers. And I feel like with red ales in general, it's definitely you have to like apply light. It doesn't just look red in the glass. It almost looks, it's not as dark as the ESB. Yeah. So speaking of, we just to make that connection from earlier, it's not as dark as that beer style is. It's, it's a lot like an amber. It really is an amber. Yeah. Um, use a lot of the same malts. A lot of times there's a, and I don't even actually know what it is different about it. I've, I've brewed with a beer or with a malt before called Cara Red. Yep. Which caramel malts are typically beers that add um, head retention or um, mouthfeel to the beer, different aspects of kind of just that finishing quality. And Cara Red is just one, it's like a name kind of brand for a malt. But um, oh, Kyle's sharing. Oh, he's got info about the beer. Perfect. Yeah. I figured um, while we're talking about it. Yeah. So th- that's typically what makes a red ale a red ale. It's, mm-hmm. it's just literally, it's kind of like an amber. It's just, it's perfect kind of held up to the light. So yeah. I, yeah. I also want to point out. I believe this is our first brew pub on the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, we've got a lot of firsts recently. The fact that we maybe are going to be doing a we we noticed recently that we have not even featured Cherry Street on the beer, on the podcast yeah. yet. So hopefully we get a chance to do that here real soon. Yep. Um, other than the the brewery spotlight, so correct. They were they, and the reason I bring that up is because they are a brew pub. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's we haven't done a true brew pub potentially yeah i think i I don't have the beer list up right now i can pull it up and look but um anything that's speaking out to you or or kyle's gonna bring it up yeah because they've got some real good details on their website which is really interesting too um type in pub on the list and see what comes up so this is our first brew pub beer so yeah um yeah mcguire's is definitely i know they've got a few restaurants down in the panhandle area so this Mm -hmm. is their pride of mcguire's the pride of um, wires. So I want you to take a flavor. I'll, I'll just kind of read some of this, yep. but I, but yeah, ABV is 4.5. IBU is 20. Um, they say serve it in a frosted mug, which we're doing this all wrong tonight because I yep. did not do that, but it also, it also, it was the first beer they brewed. So I actually did not even know that McGuire's was a brew pub, um, until I saw this in the store. So, um, yep. you've tried it. I what have. You think? Oh, it's malty. It's, it's, so uh, it's, I wouldn't say I, it's hard to put, but it is for sure the maltiest beer on this episode. 100%. Um, probably the maltiest beer we've had in a little bit, probably since the ESB. Since Mystic Bach. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the ESB, I would say. Or, well, the ESB was here recently. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that's true. That one was super malty though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's really good. It's got this nice, um, grain flavor to it and then like a really nice bright sweetness at the end that cl- that finishes really clean yeah it's it's a unique perspective on beer because i mean the whole purpose of beer when you're putting grain in there is to create a bunch of sugar to mm-hmm. turn into alcohol this beer it almost seems like they actually stopped it short of turning all the sugar into alcohol yep hence why it's a lower it's only 4.5 abv mm-hmm. and by doing that they actually kept a lot of that grain um flavor 
um, kept a lot of the mouthfeel, the density that comes from the viscosity, I should say, that comes from the sugar um, and just a lot of the character in the beer. So I kind of appreciate that. I don't know if it was on purpose or if that's kind of just coincidence, but yeah. either way, it, it definitely results in a pretty clean tasting beer. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I dig it. I could see eating some beach food with <sighs> this beer. This is the type of beer where luckily it's 4.5 because if it wasn't, it is a little like it, it feels heavier than it actually is. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I could, the fact that it is 4.5, I'd sit there and be like, oh, wow, I could easily then drink a few of these, like knowing I'm not going to get as slosh as if I were drinking yeah. this beer. Because I feel like we've very much had plenty of beers that are very much this flavor, this mouthfeel, but are seven and a half percent alcohol. Yeah. They're, they're and so one of those ones. is basically two of these. And so this is a, a sipping beer for sure. Yeah. Ooh, with some seafood or some pub food. There like, you go. Oh, um, let's so talk about the can a little bit. There's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're right. It is like a Irish dollar bill, um, which I like. They have that kind of framed kind of border that goes around similar to like the U.S. dollar mm-hmm. bill. Um which I like. Uh, it's got little hints of shamrocks everywhere. Um, yeah, it does. I was looking. I was trying to pick out. Um, yeah, it's it, and it's also screen printed on too. Yeah, so they, these are the can printed. These aren't, which tells me they make a lot of these. Which again, it's a house beer, so must be super successful in that area because mm-hmm. the fact that they're making these and you know mass quantity and also, hey, I'm just gonna go and say it. The price point was really good. I think I got this for. Eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine for the wow, six pack. Nice. I don't remember, but it was it was definitely really good at a at just a little package store down there. The I love the the guy in the middle, like where the where George Washington would be on the yeah. dollar bill. It looks like Sean Connery. It does. I was just, just going to say, say that. It. And like, uh, what's the the type of hat? The um something boy uh, hat. Um, I can't think of the name of it. It's not pole boy because that's a sandwich. That's um, true. I wasn't thinking too pop, much of the uh, hat. Potbelly hat? Uh, Not potbelly hat, yeah. no. Auditorial corrections. The, please. Auditorial corrections. Yeah, please Take a look at McGuire's Irish Red and tell us what type of hat that Sean Connery or the Sean Connery lookalike is wearing <laughs> in front of this can. <laughs> the Irish Connery. So it's interesting, too, because Ireland's not known for its its beaches, but in the background behind the Sean Connery-esque guy is um is like a, is a ocean scene. So. Yeah. Also, I'm just going to point out that this did win a gold medal, the Florida Beer Championship. Yeah. Uh, and also silver medal at the Great American Beer Fest. Yeah. Shit. Which is... Which <laughs> is that's no, that's little, no joke. Then. Yeah. I was about to say, that's, that's, that's literally no joke. So, one of my, I actually, first time I'd seen that on the can. Yeah. One of my favorite things is the um, irony or, you know, the dichotomy of the label. On the bottom, it's got a banner that's the colors of the Irish flag. It says uh, McGuire's Irish Pub, Irish style red ale. And then right underneath that in big letters, product <laughs> of the USA. We have to make that clear. I just now see that. Yeah. I just now saw that for the first time. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. I knew it was the Irish colors because it's like nothing about this label says Ireland. Well, that's not true. It actually, the whole thing says Ireland versus you're right. It's a, it's an American beer. So. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Super cool label. A lot of things going on. Basically, the easiest way to describe it is someone slapped his dollar bill on the side of a can. Yep. Um, but, I, I, you know, it's – and it. to be honest, when I first saw the can, I was like, oh, wow, someone – McGuire's contracted someone to brew a beer for them to serve in the restaurant. I did not realize that it says, though, it's literally 
brewed and packaged by McGuire's Irish Pub in Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. So, super cool beer. Um, let's go to the old Untapped. Yeah, pull it. I'm actually curious. Um, McGuire's Irish Red, which I'm I'm starting to get back to the point where I realize how clutch um, Untapped is. Mm-hmm. So I highly anyone who's not on Untapped definitely need to be. And so, also mention as well on the beer list, you can also pull links straight to the untapped listing of yes. each beer. Definitely. Here's the plug. Follow Kyle and I. Definitely me. I'm, I'm, I'm on the quest I'm, for I'm working there. Beers, okay. So. I've lost my account and I have to start. A new one. <laughs> so let's talk ratings a little bit. I feel like, yeah. you know, it, it's give me your final thoughts on this beer um, again, just for what it is. Yeah. This beer for me is. It it reminds me of home. I always bring that up. You know, Wisconsin is a very amber, um, amber big state. Um, this is really close to that. Uh, I dig it. I think it's potentially a little too sweet um, for the beer itself. That's where I'd probably dock it a little bit. Um, too much of the sugar remains from the grain. You think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I could see this at maybe a six, and I think it would be probably pretty perfect. Um, for that style. Uh, so mm. I'll probably go like three, five, three, seven, five. Um, and the label's cool. Yes. But it's also not my favorite. Yeah. Um, which by the way, I did the mouthwash test on this one and Ooh. I did not get much bitterness. You're right. The, the maltiness and the sweetness kind of overtakes the beer until you do the mouthwash test. In my opinion, okay. when you do the mouthwash test, you finally get some of the Northern brewer and Hallertau hops that they use in this. I just had to look that up. Um, yeah, I, I definitely am going to lead off with, I agree, the label, it, it's a bit busy. Like, I, the only reason I picked up a single one of these cans is because I, the style. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I was looking for something to drink late at night, like, you know, not on the beach. Um, this is just like a late night beer. And I was like, yeah, Red Hill, these are always good. Yep. And, and- I recognize the McGuire's name. Um, and probably the price point. Actually, now that I think about it, the store I was at the first time that I picked it up was literally just like a grocery store. So my options also weren't fantastic. So I just mm-hmm. kind of picked up what I could. That was craft. Um, so not a big fan of the label. Huge fan of the price point. Yep. Um, it's such a surprising flavor. I will give it that. I definitely agree that the maltiness of it would not be for everyone. Mm-hmm. The fact that it almost is, you get to a lot of that grain still. Like if you love the, the aroma of a, a brewery as they're making beer, mm-hmm. then you will love this beer. Yep. And, and you will 100% want to drink more and more of this. But um, so for me, I love it for that point. I'm giving this a 4.25. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, I, and at four and a half, again, it's, it's dangerously good because you, you could probably drink as, yeah, you could drink a lot of it. And unfortunately you realize that you know, alcohol is still alcohol and 4.5% is still a lot. So yeah, yeah, no great beer. Um, definitely. Yeah. I'd say, any final thoughts or those were, our, we always ask if that's our final thoughts. No, we're, like, think, we're giving I, our final thoughts. Yeah. We ask anyway. <laughs> I'd say that's it. Uh, cheers to McGuire's and cheers to uh, McGuire's their Irish red. And they're, they're red ale. Go try them out there in Pensacola and the Panhandle. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. 
Remember, you can also contact us on our contact form on our website. Let us know of any auditorial corrections like Bradley did in this episode. And uh, shout out uh, anything you'd want us to try or even just say, hey. Um, you can also check out multigoodness.com slash store and pick up any merch you would like to rep us around uh, the world. And also, Chris, you can also check out multigoodness.com slash beer dash list to find a list of all of our beers which will be updated every week so you are in the know on beers that we have on the show. Chris, any final thoughts before we wrap up this red episode of the Multi-Goodness Podcast? Nope. All I got to say is the hell with house fry. Cheers. Cheers.